Giving you a sugar for the tea We just saying what you already Thinking keep it a G This weekend now we gon' speak Ain't telling no last, keep it in the loop You know we trifling but true It's Thursday. We are back for another episode of Trifling But True. True. Hey, y'all. Hey. It's your girl, Asia. If y'all do not know who the hell we are. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Lori. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Jade. And we back, y'all. Another week. Another Thursday. Child, losing track of what day we on quarantine. I feel like I've been in prison all of 2020. Okay, because what month it is? <laughs> yeah, the year is basically self self care year. Like you basically ain't gonna be doing shit much else for the rest of the year. Yeah, because they opening these things back up very very slowly, and nobody gonna really want to go out real soon right away. But I don't know. Yeah, I think this year I think we just need a restart for twenty twenty one because. <laughs> This year is just a whirlwind of chaos, but good, but it's needed though. It's like very needed. It's so needed that like I'm almost like thank you. This is happening. I know it sucks to have to go through the motions, but we're gonna look back five, ten years from now and be like, 2020 was a motherfucking year. Okay, mm-hmm. this shit gonna go down in history, literally, mm-hmm. literally. It is. <laughs> I just can't believe. First of all, I can't believe I'm 27. Like those words coming out of my mouth. I'm like, where did time go? Um, but it's like I've seen so much in 27 years. I've seen a black president, some shit that will probably our parents never even fathomed seeing. Mm-hmm. We've seen a fucking TV celebrity, a reality TV star become president. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. the world shut down overnight over some fucking concocted lab created virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just. Whew. Yeah. Racism is being is finally being addressed publicly, and white people are getting on board saying, "Yeah, this is fucked up. We've been doing this all this time. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this our fault? Yes, nigga. Yes. And twenty twenty is the year of white people's awakening. That's just what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. It ain't black us. people been awake. Yeah, but white people are actually looking around and saying, "Damn, this is how y'all been treated since the beginning of time, and mm-hmm. it's our fault." And, what's and it's cra- so crazy how blind they are. Yeah, but it's crazy that it took the the freaking pandem- pandemic for people to realize that. Like, it took not having other distractions for people to, like, mm-hmm. see this shit happening on social media and on the news all day, every day. For them to be like, oh, yeah, you guys are right. I guess you guys weren't just kidding after all. Like, you guys really were slaves and, like, go through police brutality and oppression yeah, Sally, <laughs> it's fucking true. Yeah, it really, really happened. I promise it did. We did not make that shit up. We did not make it up. It's not a myth. Yo, man, when shit happens in divine timing, mm-hmm. the universe knew 2020 going to be a year of some shit. We going to shut everything down and force people to look within and look at each other for what is really happening and realize, oh, shit, the world is fucked up. Mm-hmm. No one's treated equal. 
Nope. You know, we got to deal with the the racism shit first before we can address other stuff. Because there's so much wrong with the American system. It 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 goes so deep, y'all. It's scary if you do the research. It's going to be crazy because, like, who's going to write about this stuff? Like, who's going to basically, we basically have to rewrite history. Who's going to write about the pandemic? Who's going to write about, like, basically a new freaking civil war? in history books oh girl best believe there's somebody out there they got 10 chapters already written i need that to come through yo let me see a transcript or something manuscript i need to see that because this is the real history yeah yeah and it's crazy because i feel like we're because of this uh I guess you could call it a racial pandemic that we're in as well. Yeah. We're going to start to dissect other areas. So education going to get dissected next. I feel it mm-hmm. because you cannot keep teaching white supremacy in school. That shit has to end. False. So kids a few years from now are not going to be learning the same shit we learned. It's, school is going to be completely re recalculated, redone. And I pray that they put more black history mm-hmm. into those books they need to they need to legit have a whole black history class mm-hmm. starting in like mm-hmm. fifth grade yeah fuck the constitution bitch because it, it don't it don't apply to me it apply to white people mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. can we Ooh, right and i feel like oh well, i don't know if y'all y'all probably went to predominantly black schools but i went to a predominantly white school and i was always the only black kid in history class and i kid y'all not Every time racism or slavery or something came up, I got, I could just feel the eyes on me. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> like, I'm not a slave. My ancestors are, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Yeah. So I'm going to need y'all to quit looking at me crazy. I know my history. Y'all need to learn it. Why y'all looking at me? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day, too, like, in class, how we used to have to um, recite the, what was it, the, the Constitution or the preamble or the Bill of Rights? Yes, girl. Fuck that shit. That's, and, I don't even know. Yeah, we did used to have to recite. Yes, and it. I was thinking about that because I was reading one of the amendments the other day, uh, randomly in my in this book that I'm reading, and I was like, how do, I started reading it like, how the fuck do I know this? Why do I know this? This does not pertain to my life at all. <laughs> I'm surprised you still know it, girl. I know, which was crazy, and I'm like, this is literally, this was locked into my my psyche like they made they tested us on that shit and they brainwash you girl from early from element from the time you pop out the womb you are brainwashed this shit is disgusting i'm like this shit ain't it's not the life that we live in bro no type of freedom at all freedom does not mean free Mm -mm. (laughs) but freedom is actually a state of mind to be i mean i think that yeah, yeah and i feel like you know white people are finally starting to realize that growing up like we have literally and I think I've said this before we have two different lives growing up like I have to be told what to how to walk make sure I don't uh speak when somebody's talking to me I have to I'm told all these things so to protect myself but the white person is not and it's a big difference on how we operate in the world. That's why I feel like I've always had communication issues, especially in a workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of this stems from, I mean, a, a lot of this is, comes from that. And I think white people are starting to realize that, damn, like, oh, so this is how y'all been living this whole time? Bitch, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, when we walk into the workplace or school, we can't just let our hair down and be our free selves. Like, we're no. always on our P's and Q's, making sure our T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Like, we are on our shit 24-7 because we know any little slip-up is an excuse for them to say we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And that shit sucks. And I, thinking about it, I was actually just kind of wondering or thinking about this the other day that... I feel like a part of my um, perfectionism comes from being black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why I work so hard to be so good at everything I do to say, hey, I'm black, but I'm great at everything that I do. And it's like, I shouldn't have to be proven anything to anybody but my goddamn self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no room for error at all to be black. Like, you, I, it's just crazy like my my manager had um brought up a good point yesterday when we were talking and he was like you know now is the time for black people to take advantage of what's happening like on an individual basis you want that promotion ask for that shit right now because people gonna feel bad <laughs> you mm-hmm. want you want an opportunity to fly across the united states ask right now like get what we are owed right now we need to take advantage of it because um, the pendulum is is swinging. You know, it's in our favor right now, but that shit can change two two three months from now. Um, yeah, you know how America mm-hmm. is. So yeah, and we are, given their history towards black people, we've been fucked way too many times. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, y'all think this shit violent now? Oh y'all better buckle up your seatbelt. Yeah, it's about to get real. We, real. we we know how white how and when we say white people, we're meaning the higher powers, the white people that are actually in charge of the world. Because, like, I mean, the white people walking down the street, yeah, they're in somewhat control of shit. But, like, I'm talking about the people that run the world, that own the banks and own everything that we fucking have in this fucking world. Mm-hmm. They fight with violence. They will fight tooth and nail. They will kill their own people to still fucking win. The shit is sick. Mm-hmm. How far they're willing to go to, to maintain power and control. Yeah. Yep. So we might see World War Three play out in uh the civil terms, cause um yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, and this just could be I'm fresh off of watching this Jeffrey Epstein thing. I feel like it's about to come out about Trump, girl. And I think that is really, really finna like blow the roof off the head over there because. The thing Literally. is, though, it has come out about him. Shit has come out about him since he stepped foot in there. And ain't nobody said nothing. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and Hillary. So crazy. that's why, like, all these conspiracy theories, bro, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I do not want to be a conspiracy theory person, but this shit is making sense. Why all last week we going through all these protests and stuff, but Hillary is starting trial or on trial for sex trafficking? Mm-hmm. Kids. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that documentary blew my mind. But at the same time, I was just like watching it like I'm not surprised that they got away with this shit for so long. This man was literally luring in kids. That's why I say he was way worse than R. Kelly. R. Kelly was just learning kids for his own personal benefit. This nigga was learning kids for everybody's enjoyment. Yeah, this yeah. man was having these girls, teenage girls, massaging him, sex with him. Disgusting. He was taking them on trips, pimping them, and prostituting them out to other other wealthy men with and, the help of women uh, and his yes. wife. That is disgusting. <laughs> that was it. Was like so fucked up. I was like. Okay, so as they was going through, like, the girls that was, like, saying, like, yeah, if he said, he said, if, um, after he tried to molest me, 
he said he'll give me $200 if I bring a friend. So I brought two friends. Right. I was like, why are these bitches not in jail? Exactly. Yeah, these victims, but these is bitches part of, you know, good and goddamn well. Mm-hmm. That he he tried to molest you and he said he'll give you $200 mm-hmm. to molest two of your friends and you bring two of your friends. Yep. Oh my so, God, they need their ass whooped. So the only reason why I'm not going in, well, I'm not going in on the kids that were recruiting other kids because those children were being manipulated. But the they grown were. women that knew what they were doing, those are the bitches that need to ass whoop. The kids, yeah. I get why they would do it. They're afraid. This man has power. He knows everybody. So of course you're going to do what the fuck he says because you don't know what he's capable of doing. You know, he can find you no matter where you go. You know, he could fucking make your parents lose their job or whatever. Like that man had power. So mm-hmm. the kids that were manipulated, I don't care. I, I mean, they just did dumb shit because they were children, but the adults, his, I don't know if that was his wife, his girlfriend, whoever the bitch was that was with him all that time that would help him recruit, she was really fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Gazing, whatever her name was. Yeah. I don't remember. It started with a G. I don't remember what her name Gazling, was. But... Gasoline, whatever her name was. <laughs> Gasoline. <laughs> That's what it looked like. It was spelled. Gallon. Uh, Galen. I think it was Galen. Oh, Lord, you funny. But yeah, that's that documentary was deep. And then when you see the political figures, you're like, they got fucking princes, Bill Clinton, but he we knew he was nasty. Uh, yeah, that I even saw. Uh, was it Chris Tucker? Or no, was it Chris, Chris Tucker? I think it was Chris Tucker. I saw a picture. I'm like, why was he on that private jet? Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. That's disgusting. Get up out of that. I, I wanna. That's why I was like. People that went, I damn know was like, everybody that went to that island knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly and truly, like, I don't know. You you a little sketchy in my eyes, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. It's just, it's just some crazy stuff. But just think about how many more children's sex rings are going to fucking come to the surface that have been in our face all this time. It's just so sickening to me Mm -hmm. that men specifically white men with money and power think that they can just fucking do anything and everything you may be you may feel like you above the law but you ain't above god baby so Mm -hmm. you might want to sit down because karma is a b-i-t-c-h okay yeah i think god is working on ridding the world of his some of his evils yeah he tired of them too yeah this is why we live in revelations right now Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of money and power, oh, we have a crush. We can't even get into the topic. I was going to start the topic. <laughs> now let's get on a, a, a positive note, a brighter note. Um, so this week's crush, this week's crush is a little different. Um, this week's crush is going to go to an organization. Actually, um, it's a Chicago-based organization called Girls in the Hood Foundation. Um, so basically their organization and I found them on Instagram, their organization is all about redefining like negative stereotypes that are placed on girls who live in what is considered the hood. Um, and again, they're based out of Chicago. So we kind of know what the hood is. If you, if you're from Chicago, you kind of know where that's at. Um, but of course there's always like those little pockets in different, you know, cities of Chicago. Um, so basically they, discuss different topics so mainly around like um protecting yourself while having sex um education around stds consent reproductive health 
LGBTQ rights and like how to prevent HIV and stuff. So um, it's, it's really when I came across it, I was like, this is like an amazing idea because, you know, a lot of girls who live in the quote unquote hood, they don't, I don't know, I just feel like they kind of like do their own thing. Um, and they don't, we don't really have like the education to teach them right from wrong, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, as it pertains to like having sex. So, yeah, um, people can donate to this organization. They have different events that go on, like community service events. They do poetry slams Well, once outside open back up um, and a lot of different things around the community. So I think that there's a very dope organization and you can follow them on Instagram at Girls in the Hood Foundation. Girls is spelled G-Y-R-L-S. Um, and then they have a website, girlsinthehood.com, where you can learn more about the, the organization and you can where you can donate and volunteer and all that good stuff. So um, shout out to the Girls in the Hood Foundation. I think the the organizer's name is Chez, Chez Smith. So shout out to her for Hey, my work. cousin. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's yeah, that's dope. that's dope. That's so dope. Like I'm all for women's health, and that's honestly sometimes I you forget you lose sight of why you do what you do. But women's health was the mm-hmm. main reason why I went into nursing. Mm-hmm. It's important. If you don't know what you're doing, then <laughs> women, y'all, women the world go round. We it's gotta- sad <laughs> how many grown women, specifically black women, because I've seen it in my career, um, who don't know basic anatomy on their on their own body they don't know the names of their reproductive organs and what they do they don't know that if you have an std and you get treated your partner got to get treated so they keep coming back with the same disease over and over again oh no and it's like they are so undereducated on on physical health, sexual health, it's mind blowing. And you're sitting there thinking, like, ain't this common sense? Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> it's like I I got professional schooling on health, so I understand the body from a more scientific standpoint. But the average person doesn't know that much about the human body. Mm-hmm. But at least you could do is know about your uterus, your ovaries. You know, they don't know what those organs are and what they do. People still think they pee out of their vagina. You pee out of your your um <laughs> your uh urethra. That's a little whole baby way. It's it's by your clit where you pee yeah. by your clit, and you don't pee out your clit, and you don't pee out your pussy hole. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh child, these people don't know the basics of health, and it's sad. So yep. I'm so all for girls in the hood because they they need it. We need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, when I was younger, I did, I never wanted to use a tampon because I thought that <laughs> it went in the hole that came, where well, your pee came out is where you gotta put it up there. And I just knew that wasn't big enough for no fucking <laughs> tampon. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it is not happening. And then finally, my mama, no, I think my grandma told me how to, taught me how to use a tampon. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, wildly interesting but yeah necessary yeah like they don't really put in place much emphasis on it in school it's kind of like you know you lucky if you get a sex ed class and when they do it's just like that's bullshit it's like that's it and show you like the worst fucking pictures on google possible and it's like okay on average a person who gets an std is not going to look like what google shows you 
Right. And that's that's what they need to be talking about. They try to also, scare you, but that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of one thing I do want to point out about this edu- about education too is a lot of times like when I was in school, they was defunding the health program in at my school. So we didn't get health class until like my senior year. Imagine I was supposed to take that all four years in high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't get health class into my senior year. And when we had it, they didn't even have books yet because it was so new. So, like, a lot of schools are not even funded to have those type of classes to have these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even like have that. Nother, um, yeah, which is a whole nother topic. I mean, subject. That's crazy. Wait, Jade, you said you didn't have a health class? Nope. I didn't have I didn't have any sex ed health classes in high school. I had it in um, grammar school. And I just remember, like, everybody was confused because at that age, it's hard to, like, truly understand what their what sex about. is. Yeah, like, what yeah. they're talking about. Um, and I think in high school, that's kind of like, or like eighth grade, eighth grade, freshman year, that's kind of like the pivotal point because that's usually when most people start having sex. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get any of that in high school. And... Like you, Lori, I didn't even learn how to put in a tampon. Like, I never even wore a tampon until, like, senior year of high school. Like, I was strictly pads because that shit just seemed uncomfortable to me. And I'm like, where do I put it? How does it stay in there? Like, (laughs) Yes. Even after I learned how to put it on a tampon, it still took me a few years before I comfortably put on tampons. Mm Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And I find it ironic, Jade, that I mean, I know you went to a Catholic school, so maybe that's why they probably left sex ed out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you went to an expensive ass, wasn't it a private school? Girl, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, like, we were just talking about how much your schooling costs and you couldn't even get a sex ed class. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Which is messed up. And I think, yeah, that probably is why, because of the religion the religious aspect of it. But it's still at the end of the day, like we part of people. Life. Yeah, like just because mm-hmm. I'm a quote unquote Catholic at that time, um, doesn't mean that I'm not gonna have sex. <laughs> like <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. I, I thankfully I was blessed to have a class and I only paid attention because you know I'm I'm into science and I love anatomy, the human body. So I paid attention to that class, but I I had a lot of classmates who just like would giggle through everything or make jokes and mm-hmm. for those that wanted to listen it was hard to focus or you felt embarrassed for wanting to ask questions and they just they they need to rethink how they do sex ed. I don't know if they mm-hmm. I mean need to split it between boys and girls so we could talk more open about what we want to talk about or mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think they need to implement it younger than what they do cuz baby people was already on their first baby by the time they get to high school. So we need to mm-hmm. implement that away earlier. Yeah. yeah. So, who child? See, this is why the education system fucked up. Mhm. They need to just just start back just, just, just throw a whole United States away so we can start over <laughs> right yeah, we gotta start fresh with our kids yeah. yes child. speaking of drama people and shit can we bring up B Simone because she ties in perfectly to today's topic yes let's talk Which, about it <laughs> well today's topic is let me pull up so I can read it word for word uh, is entrep- entrepreneurship is not for everybody let's kill that narrative so mm-hmm. I agree with that. Not everyone's meant to be a boss. Some people are yep. excel exceptionally well at being workers, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but people are going in on B. Simone. She did an interview with, I think it was Nick Cannon on his radio show. And she basically was saying she doesn't want a man with a nine to five. And people took that and ran with it. All they heard was she don't want an average man, not men with nine to five. They are still good men. And, and I was like, whoa, where's that? Why is everybody attacking her? She's just stating a preference. Mm-hmm. She's a woman who does not work a nine to five. She has mm-hmm. the freedom to get up and move whenever she feels like moving because she has a job she can travel with. She wants someone who can do the same. If you work a nine to five, you got to ask Bill if you can go on fucking vacation next week. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. B. Simone could just buy that motherfucking flight and, and pack her bag and go. And I, I, I understood what she was saying, but people took it as if she was trying to downplay people with nine to fives. What y'all think about that? You know, I don't give a fuck about B. Simone and her preferences. I don't understand why people care so much. Like, it was clearly a preference. I didn't take any offense of working for people that work nine to fives. Yes, I've said things like, my nigga gotta have... I mean, this was when I was naive. Now, I do think that her comment was a little naive when it came to saying, like... um, it was like more following like she was like she don't want nobody working a nine to five that work a nine to five because of money or something like that it was something another uh a second part that i was looking at when she was talking about with keisha y'all y'all know what i'm talking about it's about her friend that go by her i think her name be like light-skinned keisha or some shit yeah i think i was looking at that one of those videos and she was talking some other stuff but it's like i don't really care like she has a preference like <laughs> i don't care yeah i agree i mean i i think she stated her preference um uh, and she want to get up and go when she wants and she needs somebody who like she said in her video on her instagram like if we laying in bed and it's three o'clock in the morning and i look over and ask you what you doing you working yeah i'm working okay cool um you ready to catch this flight tomorrow yeah let's do it like that's the kind of lifestyle that she wants and that she has and i don't think that that's that shouldn't be looked upon as negative because that's what she wants. I mean, um, again, though, but like having a nine to five, I don't think, and I hate, I hate that nine to fives do get downplayed Mm -hmm. um, because they are the basis for most of entrepreneurs anyway. Like you have to start somewhere. So having a nine to five is your foot in the door for being an entrepreneur majority of the times. Um, and again, like, like Asia said, like not everybody's meant to be a boss. Not everybody's meant to be a leader. If you find your purpose and what you're doing from Monday through Friday, cool. If not cool, like stay in your lane. (laughs) Right. I think the people that were triggered were people that don't want to work nine to fives and wish they could be in her position, but they just don't know how to get there. And so I think those are people that took offense to it because I, absolutely cannot stand working nine to fives and yeah. i'm someone it took let's see i started working at 16 well actually shit no it's i started working at 13 to keep it real with y'all being black you got to start young mm-hmm. uh, but it took me until last year to realize i'm not built to work for other people mm-hmm. and i'm learning that i do have that leadership boss mentality i just need to learn how to tap into it and really uh nurture that side of me so that I can become the boss and the leader that I want to be because I don't want to work nine to fives I'm not built for it it's depressing as fuck 
I'm someone who wants to move when I move. And it's really just a I need to be in control thing. Like if I want to say, you know what, I don't want to work today. I don't want to work. If I want to catch a flight and go on vacation, I want to book it without questions. Like I don't want to have to ask for permission. I don't want to, you know, be afraid I'm going to lose my job if I do X, Y, and Z. If I'm the boss, I can't lose my job. Mm-hmm. It's and, and some people just have to realize not everyone's meant to be in that position. And that is okay. Yeah, but I don't think that she was, what she said was like downplaying somebody with a nine to five. She just said she don't want a nine to five. Like, But that's what people I, were hearing. So that's why I was confused. Because I was I like, where'd y'all get that from? I think that a lot of people were, the only reason why they went into that is because it was the kind of the way she said it, the way Nick perceived it, other people perceived it the same. Because he was like, dang, what's wrong with the nine to five? Blah, blah, blah. Like, all she said was she don't want nobody with a nine to five. But I just feel like that people are still dragging her from her comments that from her tweets that she tweeted earlier when the whole Black Lives Matter movement start just started out. Wait, what and she I think that when she was tweeting about like she too Christian to protest and um you can do other things helping out. You don't have to donate. You could meditate and take care of yourself and be a boss or something like that. And people were still pissed about that. And that's why everybody was canceling her. So, of course, she say something else super controversial. It ain't even that controversial, but it's enough to keep her relevant. Of course, it's going to spark a whole bunch of controversy for no reason. Oh, you know. I didn't see shit wrong with her tweets. How did you say what she tweeted? Because I think the same thing. I agree. Everyone's not meant, like, for me, protesting and being out on the streets doesn't doesn't fuel my soul I don't feel empowered doing that so I don't do it you do you stay in your lane and you do what you're good at and what what feels good to you if protesting is your way by all means get your sign and take your ass outside if you would rather start organizations or you know volunteer your time donate your money but I also get what she's saying by take care of yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup yeah yeah you know what this is really pissing me off because <laughs> black people and i'm saying black people because it's, it was us us like yeah. we are all this is where the divide comes from like this shit pisses me off because black people we do not let other black people thrive and that shit is why we cannot advance we we pull our own selves down why are we why are we so mad about something that somebody says or the way somebody chooses to live their life? Like, I don't understand why we are so judgmental and it's so irritating. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, now I didn't have a problem with B. Simone tweets. Did I think they was unnecessary for the time? Yes. I'm like, girl, please like let people be mad. Like, I just felt like she could have just not said that when she said that it was just like the wrong time. But like, I think that I didn't think that what she said was terribly wrong or whatever. Like, I just think that everybody was going against her. But yeah, like it's just it's just too much. Like black people, we need to support and uplift each other. And I don't think that she was trying to downplay anybody with a nine to five or anything like that. I think that this is something just to be relevant right now. But she's been relevant, though. That's the crazy thing. B. Simone has not been irrelevant. Um, not to this stature but I think a lot of people they just 
they just want to find shit wrong with everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to stop saying let's cancel people because mm-hmm. what does canceling do? You're saying you make a mistake, you're not allowed to come back from it. What? That doesn't make any sense. Yes, hold people accountable for what they do and say that's wrong, but we shouldn't be canceling people, especially not our own people. And I don't know if y'all really keep up with uh, Jess Hilarious. I just happened to, she's finally popped up on my timeline for like oh, Lord, a month. Yeah. Um, and she posted a video like, if we cancel every black person that has done something wrong, who the hell are we going to have left? Because We done traded and canceled in everybody at this point. Yeah, I saw that video. Um, she definitely had a point. I think the way she said it <laughs> was a little much. It's, but it's just she, she, was, she gonna yeah, be but crazy. it was her. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely think she had a point. I mean, I don't, I don't even know why the word cancel is coming out of our mouth when we talking about B Simone. Like she said what she said, and that's that's it. And nobody cares. Yeah, like you got your preference. Like we don't say shit when you know. I just I'm I'm getting <laughs> I'm irritated by black people right now, and I'm really trying to be like pro, but it'd be hard some days because we are our own worst critics, bro. Like yes, uh, and I think that it was so unnecessary for a lot of black people or people. I'm gonna just say people in general to drag people or call people out for people who aren't publicly out there in the streets protesting or celebrities that's not publicly donating or publicly doing what they could do to celebrate the black community like i've said this before you could protest in silence you can move in silence you don't have to like i think that's so unnecessary to call people out mm-hmm. everybody like y'all like we said everybody do things their own way yeah yeah and that's one thing i have fought us for during this time right now mm-hmm yeah. Now, now, uh, now I will say I don't want to I think that people who have a platform should use it and I don't think that you should be silent on matters like this. So I will say that if you have a platform I feel like you should use it the best way possible. Now that could be using it by just like reposting a tweet or you know just going on a rant or whatever I, it doesn't have to be like some grandiose gesture but I feel like if you have a platform you should definitely use it to advance the people I I, I agree with that to an extent um, if you have a platform use it but I think what people need to realize is we have enough awareness another post another hashtag doesn't bring action it doesn't bring change everybody walking the face of this earth knows what the fuck is going on and if you have if you don't you've been in a coma all this time because we all know what's happening but where's the action you know what i mean like some people get so caught up in social media and post 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 but what are we actually doing to implement change with real action yeah that you're exactly right because right now they playing a game of whose side are you on you're on this side or you're on that side. That's that's all they watching to do. Like just to see. Like they want celebrity. I feel like a lot of people is itching for celebrity to speak up or say anything at this point to just declare, oh, they cancel or or, or oh, they support the movement. If I was a celebrity right now, I would be stressed the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of people, a lot of people look to celebrities as role models. I'm not one of those which people, we need to stop. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like when you're put in that position, you're kind of taking on that responsibility to be a role model to whoever is looking like re- regardless though of where you lie. Like you may not agree with the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's just something that people that are looking to you as a role model are going to have to just agree or accept like 
we are not all going to share the same opinions and perspectives and we just have to accept that I mean that's just it is what it is that's the reality of the world nobody's going to agree on everything whether you black Mm -hmm. or not so. Yeah, but I will say it. It is nice to know who sad they on. Though. It is. I, go <laughs> like, <laughs> I want you to be on, on the right. Right. Side. I want you to say something so I can know. Like, oh, yeah. gotta watch you. Oh, yeah. Can't listen to that no more. Like, <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, man. But who? Anyways, let's circle back to the topic because. Oh yeah. The entrepreneurship <laughs> ain't for everybody. That shit mm-hmm. is the truth. Um, it is real. And one thing I wanted to say about that is not everyone's a risk taker. And if you mm-hmm. want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be comfortable with taking risks. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what starting a business is. It's a risk. When you clock into your nine to five, you have a guaranteed paycheck. You have a, you have guaranteed health insurance. Everything that you have while you have that job is guaranteed. As long as you clock in and do what you're supposed to do, you're going to get your money. If you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you are taking a risk. You don't know if this $10,000 of your last $10,000 you just invested, you will even get back. Mm-hmm. You don't know yep. if you may make 20000 this month and make five next month and be wondering, okay, how, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to you know, pay for the overcost of my business? Or how am I going to put back into my business if you don't have the funds? People think yeah. of entrepreneurship as something so easy that anybody can do it, and they cannot. Yeah, and um, you got to be willing to maybe not have life insurance or a pension or a 401k, and you got to be okay with that. But and I you got to go here. I'm sorry. I was not I was just going to say, like, I think, too, um, part of the debate is because I've seen it. A lot of entrepreneurs, I feel like, downplay nine to five, not specifically be Simone, but just even local entrepreneurs where, like, they make it a thing where if you don't have your own business or you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, what are you doing? And and not, that's not for everybody. Like Mm -hmm. I get the importance of like, especially for black people, like we want to have our own economy and our own businesses and things like that. And I think that that's, that's true and that's important, but again, you got to stay in your lane. And I think entrepreneurs that downplay nine to fives and make people feel bad for not being in that lane. That's, that is where we need to stop. Yeah, there's yeah. yeah, there's no need to bash people because I ain't gonna lie, this my nine to fives and got got a girl real motherfucking fine. You go for okay, okay. I mean, nine to fives usually support the dream anyway. Exactly. You got to start somewhere. Like, you need that nine to five to get to where you need to be. Like, not only are entrepreneurs risk takers, they work more than forty hours a fucking week, and that is the fucking truth. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to work that much, maybe entrepreneurship not really for you because if you starting out a business you gonna be working endless days and hours and weekends and holidays and shit just to get what you need to do depending on what your line of work is like you don't have a schedule you could be on call at nine o'clock at night like you can't uh stop emailing people well you can mm-hmm. but you can't stop your emails or uh responding after to people five don't feel like it <laughs> right like yeah. that you can't do that as an entrepreneur you have to be on your shit and some people just aren't really good at that at managing that and I think some people are just meant to be helpers like some people are meant to help God put people in positions and people in your life for reasons um I think some people are just meant to be in your I mean to help you Mm -hmm. 
it's they're meant to be that assistant they do a damn good job you it's okay that you want to be an assistant it's okay that you want to be a policymaker instead of sell lashes it's okay that <laughs> you want to be a nurse instead of sell bundles like it's okay <laughs> like you don't have to be an entrepreneur like everybody don't need microblading everybody don't need extensions okay <laughs> Lord's really got a whole list of what she see down her timeline on daily. People trying to see. Period. Uh-huh. Everybody don't need a cheap couture online boutique. <laughs> the shit be overpriced. Okay. Just saying. But like it's okay. Like I feel like you shouldn't really feel pressured to do all that because you see people on Instagram having like seven different businesses. Like. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the anxiety and the pressure comes in. Like, if you ain't got these type of businesses or if you ain't got businesses, you ain't doing shit or you ain't got no money. Yeah. I did want to kind of touch on what you were mentioning in the beginning where you're talking about, like, you don't really have the luxury of, like, clocking out, really. When you're an entrepreneur, you are at work Mm -hmm. 24-7. And... If you in most businesses, when they first start, it's maybe one to two people running an entire company until they're Mm -hmm. making enough money to employ staff. So you don't get the luxury of stop emailing after five or six o'clock. You may be up to two in the morning responding to emails. You know, you may have to be on business calls all day or, you know, some people don't understand that. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you don't ever clock out of work. You're working constantly. And if that's something that you don't enjoy, being an entrepreneur probably ain't going to be for you. I know that. (laughs) Not to mention, like, you may be really good at your business, but you may not be a good manager. You Mm -hmm. may not be a good people. You have good people skills. And people, most people with nine to fives because you have to constantly be around people and engage with people. You love you get those skills. You get those different skills from working the nine to five. Like entrepreneurship is more than just owning a business. You have to go out. You have to prop. You have to present yourself. You have to sell your brand. You have to engage with different people from different levels of you know socioeconomic status. If you're trying to sell your stuff, um, marketing. Like you have to have all those different skills. So it's just not oh I own my business. Like no, you have to be HR. You got to be. Mm-hmm. You got to play a bunch of different roles, mm-hmm. and if you don't have those skills, like your business is probably going to be not going to be as successful as you would want it to be. Right. Let's keep it real. Like, look, I don't, you know, I got my computer. Let me pull up the statistics on how many businesses fail. Because let's keep it mm-hmm. real. Like, how many restaurants have you seen pop up and then close down, or yeah. a gym, or a spa, whatever the hell it is, they go out of business. Because your customer service is trash, bro. Yes. Or you don't understand the financial part of owning a business. So that's where someone who does finances will come in. If you get an accountant Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone who can calculate the risks you take if you spend X amount of money or is this going to guarantee you a profit? Like it's a team effort to own a business. And so I think a lot of people who downplay nine to fivers don't realize like, Look, take a look at your business. How is it thriving? Because it ain't thriving just because you're the only person in it. Exactly. It's a team effort. And I personally love working in teams. But I also Mm -hmm. like working alone. But I work better in teams because I like bouncing ideas off of each other. Or you may see how to solve a problem in a different way than I would have. Like, you need Mm -hmm. the different perspectives from other people. 
to you make things to successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need to be able to like trust other people and relinquish that power. Like you can't, like you said, you have it's it's a partnership. You can't run things on your own. You can't carry the weight of everything on your shoulders. And a mm-hmm. lot of people, like on social media and stuff, they make it seem like it's glamorous, and it probably is in some areas. But at the end of the day, while I'm sleeping in my bed, you know, comfy. You are probably up stressed because you are answering emails, you checking statistics, you checking your account and things you like that. And it's like you can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. You got pack orders. Like, yeah. Like, and a lot of times, I feel like a lot of businesses also fail because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you not only do you have to be HR, but you really got to be HR. You cannot put people in a position of power in your business who really don't have the necessary skills to help you succeed. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to balance that out and know for yourself, like entrepreneurs are very strong minded people and they really kind of go with their instinct type of people. Usually Um, that's why I feel like those that do succeed, you know, are built off of really great teams. Like y'all said. Yes. And that goes with nine to fives. You're a part of a team. Nothing Uh in this world can function without a team. And it's the quality of your team that makes a difference. So I just Googled um, how many businesses fail. And statistically, 20% fail within their first year and Mm -hmm. 50 within their first five. Mm, So that means half of the shit that it started, it fails. Mm -hmm. I wonder why. It's probably the team isn't together. They didn't have enough money to begin with. Um, they didn't invest properly right or maybe they don't know how to market appropriately they, they're not hitting their target audience like they thought um, mm-hmm. they're in a bad location you know whatever it is or, there's so many yeah, reasons they, why your business could fail doesn't mean that you're not a good entrepreneur it doesn't mean that you're not a good worker it's just you gotta scrap that and try again and that's a lot of what entrepreneurship is trial and error mm-hmm. you don't know what you're starting is gonna work if it works you got to just fix things in the process as you go to figure out what's going to make this better. Yeah, I think a lot of people go into it with a false expectation. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't reach, you know, whatever goal or objective they want, it's kind of like they lose that motivation. And I think that that probably accounts for like the 50 percent uh, success rate because, you know, you go into something thinking that you're going to be just like, you know, so-and-so on Instagram and then you don't get that response that you thought you were going to get from you know customers and stuff so um, you just got to be realistic like at the end of the day if you want something and you want your business to succeed you got to keep at that shit Mm -hmm. yeah for example look at our podcast we thought we was gonna have 20 50 million uh listeners (laughs) okay (laughs) within a year and we then we in a year and a half and we like oh okay we're still here huh yeah and it just goes to show that you know we care about what we do and we enjoy it so regardless if it is an income or not or it's not as big as we want we still keep pushing so that we can get to where we want to go and most people give up by this point they just be like well fuck it it ain't working it ain't gonna work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah i just lost my train of thought i was gonna bring up something else too and i just forgot that quick <laughs> if it comes back to me i'll bring it up i mean i would just say like the gist is it's okay not to be a boss 
it's okay that you want to do something else. It's okay that you have a really good job and, you know, you really don't want to have the stresses and what comes with being an entrepreneur. It's okay that entrepreneurship is not for you. There's other ways to be successful. You can be an investor. Like, it's other millionaires out there that's not all entrepreneurs, trust me, okay? Mm-hmm. And you could do other things. And I don't want people to create that false narrative or put all this stress on people, especially social media puts a lot of stress on you because you don't have a business Mm -hmm. or seven different things going on, then you're not successful. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's okay for people to, to go out on a leap of faith and try something new. Like if you've been wanting to start that business and you've been reluctant, I think that now is the time to do that, honestly. Yeah, we got more time. Than <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if it doesn't work out, you just got to be comfortable with the fact that it do- it may not work out. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but at least you tried it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also another thing I wanted to bring up, um, is that there are people with nine to fives that are extremely ambitious, goal oriented, hard workers. I mean, they get Mm -hmm. shit done. So Mm -hmm. people who feel like people who work nine to five just aren't driven to do better. Mm -hmm. It's like they are, they just may enjoy where they are in life. They may love their job and they Mm want to stay there. And that is okay. I am fine with that. If you, if you like your job, that is cool with me, you know, and hell, I don't know. I just think people just need to just worry about their goddamn self. They always other people business, but they own. <laughs> story is stay in your lane, okay? Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your everybody. lane. And, yeah. also, and Lori, when you kept bringing up all them businesses, start a business that makes sense to to you. What is your brand? Yeah. What like yeah. I don't want to see somebody who who sells hair all of a sudden trying to sell me supplements. Huh? Mm-hmm. That don't make no <laughs> sense. You specialize in hair, girl. I don't want to be buying no supplements from you. Yeah. Or body wraps. Like <laughs> some people just will sell anything for a dollar, and people are aware of that. So if you are starting a business thinking you're gonna get rich quick, baby, mm-hmm. your customers gonna see that you just selling a sale. You don't care about your business for real. You just want a dollar. Exactly. Basically, and I think that is a lot. A lot of these businesses especially mm-hmm. these social media businesses and Girl. online businesses today if i yeah. see one more person sell a workout about. program a, a yeah. lipstick Girl. kit a Ugh. child if i don't know how many fucking kids kylie came out with like ma'am just drop a, just drop certain colors and have them as permanent <laughs> items i don't need a new collection because stormy was born every 10 every 10 days we got a new collection girl i, I don't yeah. i'm tired of it these fitness people just all these workout programs days it's just like y'all stick to something and just just have a set of items or whatever the fuck you got you don't need to reinvent yourself every week yeah and i think too like for specifically the african-american community while i understand the importance of like nails and hair and <laughs> brows person, yeah <laughs> brows lashes all that let's try to think 
outside the box. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try to open up things that are going to be beneficial in the long term, as opposed mm-hmm. to what's trending right now. Like, because yes. right I, now yeah. I'm seeing a lot of wax ladies and masseuse. But girl, I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> We've been in quarantine. We need waxes, and we still oh, we do we have massages, yeah, we girl. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do. But I think I would like to see the black community have something that's mm-hmm. sustainable. You know, like let's. What about banks? Or what about, you know, credit unions? Like, let's try to look at stuff that can somehow, like, intertwine with our passion, but also be something where we can look at it 10, 15, 20 years from now and be like, whoa, like, that shit was really impactful, you know? And that's something I've been thinking about, too. Me, too. Generational (laughs) wealth has been on my mind heavy recently mm-hmm. and you know I've, I've toyed with the idea but now it's kind of like how can I really implement that like I don't want to just have money for me you know I want my great 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 grandkids to still be benefiting from the wealth I created you know what I mean like I don't want this just to be something that only lives within my lifetime when I die then my money dies I don't want that you know I want to leave something behind on this earth that will impact millions whether it's with yeah. money or inspire them to work harder and be better, just be- better human beings, whatever it is. Like I want to have a great impact on the world and I don't want to just sell stuff, just to sell it to make money. Like I actually want mm-hmm. to do something meaningful. Yeah. That's kind of where I struggle too with like, even I, like, I'm going to be real, like um, talking about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Like, comparing myself to people on social media and also still like you said like wanting to actually like make a dent in history and like in my family tree like bringing something to the world that's going to be impactful but not trying to like go along with being an entrepreneur because it's cool or because it's the trend like and I kind of struggle with that because I'm like I'm trying to find my lane but I also know I don't quite know if I'm meant to be an entrepreneur and I don't want to just jump into something just because it sounds cool. Like, that's something that you got to, like, legit think about. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just jump into that shit. And so I don't know. I don't know if y'all struggle, you know, with that, too. Like, definitely do, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird because, like, I know I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, but it's like, how? That's the part I'm exactly. trying to figure out. Where do you like, start? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. Like, what's my thing? And it's crazy because every time I pray about it or meditate, I feel like the answer is always you already know. And it's like, I do because child, maybe I need to tap in a little bit deeper. I don't know. But it's like, I feel like I just need to pay attention to things that make me happy. Like I just started Mm -hmm. getting back into my fitness. And one thing I love is eating. I love food. I love to cook. And you know, how can I get creative with my food so that I can get my gains and I love to work out. But like, how do I balance the physical with the spiritual? Like there's just so many things that I'm good at and I like to do that. I don't know where to start because I low key am like, damn, they're good at everything I do. Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know where to begin. And with me being someone who's extremely creative, I have like a fucking idea book with like 50 ideas. And I'm like, I can't implement all of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all. One thing that we forgot to mention about entrepreneurs that another quality that they have that I feel like you absolutely have to have. Entrepreneurs, most of them are hustlers. Mm-hmm. 
Like you mm-hmm. have to know how to hustle. You have to know how to sell. And that goes into marketing. That's one thing I am not. I am not a hustler. Like <laughs> I, you either want it or you don't. Like, right. I, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's what I battle. Like, I'm just like, oh, now I got to get out and go sell it. Like, I like my art to speak for itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm stuck at. Like, well, I need my nine to five, but I do like being a creative. And, you know, if my creating stuff is so good that people want to buy it or want more, like, why not? You know, and it, it it's like, it goes back and forth. It's like a double-edged sword, like Asia said. <laughs> yeah, and also too, Lori, that's where a team will come into play. You know you're great mm-hmm. at the ideas, but you don't have the muscle to to make those ideas reality. Like sometimes you need someone, you need the brains and you need the muscle. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to be the muscle, then goddamn it, you just bring the ideas and the money and, and have someone on your team that will say, hey, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to push this product or I'm going to go to these meetings. Like you don't, if you're an owner, you don't have to be in the forefront. I think people forget that too. You don't mm-hmm. have to be in the forefront. But that comes later. That don't start out in the beginning. But that's the thing. If you know that you're not good at something, just get another person, just one more person yeah. who, who balances you out. Your weaknesses are their strengths. You know, it's, yeah, it's a team I... effort. That's why I see you just need one other person sometimes on your team. That is it. That is all. Yeah. I think it's part, like, I was watching this video, actually, with Amanda Seals, um, and she was talking about how she left the real. Um, and she was saying how, you know, it was nice because for the first time in her life, she got to go to a place every day. She had a routine. She was around the same people every day. And she said after, like, five or six months, she realized that like along with every everything else that happened behind the scenes when I ain't gonna go into that but she said that she needed to be in control of her brand what she stood for but she also learned the importance of partnership and partnering with other people while still like remaining true to yourself so Mm -hmm. like you know that you are not good at marketing you know that you're not good at talking to people and doing like outreach and things like that partner with another person or an organization who specializes in that and it believes in your product or your brand Mm. and I was like that's so like simple yet like duh like (laughs) you know like that's something I mean even we do that even with our podcasting like we may not be specializing in certain topics like mental health or something but maybe we bring someone on who does specialize in it so Mm -hmm. I don't know it's kind of the same concept but yeah entrepreneurship is it's that's yeah again that's not something that you could just jump into and be like oh yeah I'm an entrepreneur like are you or are you just riding the wave it takes time love patience and I believe in spiritual guidance I think that you Mm -hmm. everybody is tapped into the spirit world in some way Mm -hmm. yeah especially entrepreneurial because you gotta have faith and also I don't know if I touched on this but I forgot to mention that you don't make a profit right away in the beginning um, so for nope. anybody listening, you are not going to gain right away. You may just make enough money to reinvest back into your business or you may lose what you first invested. That's OK. Like it takes a while to make a profit. So if you think that you're going to make a profit off your first month, baby, or your first year, gee, you got a rude awakening coming. I mean, not unless you into drop shipping, selling bundles, doing nails, like not unless you into those type of businesses. Like those, I feel like you can make profits pr- fairly quickly, not mm-hmm. necessarily saying that they are the best quality, but 
normally people still make profit. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but like, okay, so how can I explain this? From a business aspect, okay, for example, say I put in $100 into my business and I made 200 Most people are probably going to put either that whole 200 back into the business in the beginning or they're only going to put 150 and put that 50 in savings and they're not going to touch it. That's what a real mm-hmm. smart business owner will do in the beginning. They don't take anything and put it in their own personal account right away. They keep putting it back Hopefully into not. the business, back into the business. It's like a cycle until you make enough money where you can reinvest back into your business and still take a huge chunk of that income and put it into your bank account. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to get that process going. So in the beginning, that profit you made, you might have to put it right back into your business if you want more inventory mm-hmm. or you want to hire that marketing agent or whatever it is, you got to keep putting back into your business. So it takes a while to get money from it. Some people hit it. I don't know what the fuck be happening overnight. They millionaires. Why? How? I don't know. But it don't Mm -hmm. work like that for the majority. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with what you said. And I I do feel like you kind of touched on a point. Like, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to... if you want to be the best web designer, go to that $500 web designer uh, webinar class. Like mm-hmm. you got to yep. invest in your skills and your talent because that's investing back into, back into your business. Exactly. Like you can't stay stuck. You got to evolve. So that's a whole nother cost that comes with being a boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. We know this much and we're not even entrepreneurs at the level we even would want to be in a sense like we know this much because we're supposed to be entrepreneurs we, we and said, we y'all, ain't there yet easy, but it's like <laughs> this is one thing that we enjoy but we know it's not as lucrative as other businesses could be it takes a lot mm-hmm. to to uh, podcast lucrative yes yeah but that's okay but we also didn't start with a following so a lot of people forget that right. other podcasts they already had a hundred thousand followers or a million followers or they're already been on tv or they're already famous so that's why their podcast takes off we are mm-hmm. ordinary women i don't think either of us have more than three thousand followers i don't think any of us are at three thousand followers at that like mm-hmm. hell i don't get a thousand likes when i post a, a picture Right, like Neither no do one really nope. checks for us, <laughs> so we are literally starting from no from nothing to make this mm-hmm. something. So I think people forget that too. They see how people are successful, but it's like, do you realize they already had a platform and a following prior to this business or podcast or whatever they're starting? So they right, make and it there's look easy. different industries. Yeah, like people have those people are probably already in the entertainment mm-hmm. industry. So that's like their aspiration to be in the entertainment industry, the music industry, things like that, where we not in them industries we are regular degulars out yes like working nine to five exactly it's like working our nine to fives (laughs) but investing (laughs) some of that money back into ourselves like we should yeah um but yeah i think this was a great conversation y'all because i feel like we're about to go into a time where there's more entrepreneurs more than ever in history and specifically online commerce because standalone mm-hmm. for uh, storefronts and these buildings, people can't afford it no more. So everything's moving to online. So it's yep. an easy way to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. If you do it right. If you do it right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do your research. You have to have good <laughs> Yeah. Well, one day we can look back on this and be like, we rich, y'all. We knew we was going to be special. <laughs> it's a <laughs> job. Yes. But all right, y'all. Oh, quote. Okay, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So the quote for today is, the people you meet are either reflections of a repeated cycle or guides towards a new start. Notice the difference. Mm. That's why y'all are only two friends for real. Amen. (laughs) That that I at least see and talk to on a regular. (laughs) And what other friends? I got like three friends for real. I need to go for it outside of family because I don't know people like that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Y'all are a reflection of me. Y'all good people. Same. Same. <laughs> Amen to that. But yeah, y'all. On another note, this has been a very long episode. It mm-hmm. is. Ooh, I'm so hungry. Girl, I'm hungry As and hell. I gotta get ready for this meeting. <laughs> right. We recording during the work day, during the night. <laughs> right. During the night. <laughs> on our lunch break uh, it never stops <laughs> right <laughs> all right y'all well it was great talking to you guys uh make sure y'all check out our last few episodes every thursday we are on so check us out follow us on Don't instagram us. Mm-hmm. try to remember all that jazz on earth <laughs> yeah and until next time <laughs>